Comet in your head. Season two. I love, I love your vibes tonight. Happy Wednesday, friends, and welcome to Aquarius Behavior, a best friends podcast. I'm your co-host, Morgan. And I'm your co-host, Samantha. We invite you to hang out with us each Wednesday to take in some chaotic storytelling, low-key learning, and high-quality audio. audio. That's the Abpod promise. Hi, Samantha. Hi, Morgan. Happy Wednesday to you. Happy Wednesday. What are you drinking today? What's your bevy? Well, you may just have observed me pour my Diet Mountain Dew into a vitamin water-like copycat from Costco. And so I'm really, I'm really ready to be caffeinated and hydrated during today's episode. Yeah, you just made a little cocktail yeah, over there. I'm just a, just a little bit of a, uh, we call them juicy ups when I was oh. little. It's just like, because it was just like juice and 7-Up, but just a little bit of fizz to your juice. Mm. What do you got going on over oh, there? Oh, that's so fancy. <laughs> oh, a juicy up. I love it's that. It's juicy up. Oh, that's so cute. I just have a regular... Diet Mountain Dew. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I canned it today. It's Straight also up. it's also getting late, so I'm at the point now. It's probably half full. Yes, and so I'm at the point now because it's late, and I'm like, mm, should I continue to caffeinate, or is that a bad idea? I haven't quite decided yet. Because you're a lady in your mid thirties. <laughs> yeah, and you know, a regular sleep schedule is important. That's really for good for one's your brain. health. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, hmm, I don't know. It's gonna sit there. I'm gonna think about it. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if it makes uh, it to the end of the episode. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see, indeed. Well, uh, welcome, friends. Morgan, what do we what do we have for all of our Empot listeners today? Well, it is the first episode of October, Ooh. 2023. <gasps> Spooky season is here. I'm so excited. It's officially October of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Usually we have like purple lights in here Mm -hmm. because our walls are purple and it's kind of it's kind of our thing. (laughs) And today I was just feeling really spooky, feeling the spook. Mm -hmm. And so we've got our rope lights under the ledge, like the little wall ledge are red. And then our overhead light Mm -hmm. is a dark orange. Very flattering lighting in here right now. It's spooky. Gorgeous. Oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. I love it. So it's really just, yeah, putting me in the mood for the season. And it's nighttime podcasting too, so it's just like extra spooky and... Yeah. mm, Yeah. Wow. I agree. I'm so so happy it's October. I'm so happy it's October. It's so fun. And we watched like a spooky movie today. Uh, We watched Sleepy Hollow. Which was, was your first viewing. Yeah, it was so good. Just set the, the costumes. The costumes. Oh my goodness. It was great. It was great to just get into the vibe of the season. Feels yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, I agree. That movie was one that I didn't watch until like a year ago, I think, or oh, maybe yeah. two. But I'm pretty sure I discovered it last season. And it came out in 1999. It's a Tim Burton movie, live action. Before 2099. Yes. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's like I'm working through that. An (laughs) older movie. And so, uh, wait, or was it 2004? I need to check now because I know we were. And then because then all of the movies that it suggested afterwards were all scary movies from the early 2000s. So now I'm like. Well, maybe Let's, it wasn't. 
We have to double check. I have to double check. Oh, it is 1999. Okay. All right. Man, our listeners would have come after us. Can't get that stuff wrong, Morgan. (laughs) The level of detail that's expected on this podcast. No. We We owe that to our listeners. Definitely, you know, we research. For sure, I'm going to Google it. (laughs) And look at, like, definitely the top three. Yeah. Uh, posts mm-hmm. that Google brings back to me. See what the resources are. It's maybe secondary sightings, and then you're good. Detail research. Yep. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. So Sleepy Hollow just really got me in the mood for oh, yeah. s- the spookiness of October. Yeah. Just like you know, classic Tim Burton, ninety nine. He's established. Burton in the nineties, man. That's just that's so iconic for me. It's nostalgic. What other movies? When you think Tim Burton, it's like the cluster of your favorite movies. Like, because I know that you oh yell about Tim Burton yeah. a lot. I do. I do yell about him a lot in in my personal life. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah. So uh, I'm around it a lot. <laughs> I love The Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay. Like, I'm obsessed with that movie, and I have been since I was a child. And sometimes, though, I watch it now as an adult, and it's like, it's truly horrifying. And I think about me as this like 10 year old watching this movie and just loving it and thinking it was funny. And like, I thought the artwork was just so like interesting. I was like, I've never seen anything like this, but I look at it now and I'm like, this is terrifying. Like I would have reservations about introducing this to a 10 year old child. Like this is definitely like a teenaged audience that this is geared for and should be geared for. (laughs) Yeah, watching movies as like an adult and seeing what the standard was versus what it is today. It's very, very interesting. Um, Okay, side quest really quick. Do you remember the movie Frankenweenie? (gasps) (laughs) Yes. Okay, that's another Tim Burton one and it's spooky season. But you and I in the before times used to work in the field trip sphere and we accidentally took some grade schoolers to Frankenweenie and it turned out it was really scary oh my gosh that was horrible okay yeah i'm gonna tell that story for a bit so yes you and i met and we were working at a daycare and this was like right fresh out of college and so we were supervisors of different buildings of this child care program and i felt terrible about this because this was my this was my idea i remember it being my pitch because there's only two kids movies out in theaters at the time what were the two I don't remember the other one, but it was like something that was just, it seems stupid to me. And I like Tim Burton and I was like, Frank and Weenie, like how whimsical. And it's just, it's so Halloween-ish, which was the other thing I put out there was I was like, this is such a Halloween movie and we're going, you know, during this time. Yeah. I think it would be appropriate. Mm Mm-hmm. About a boy it, and his dog. Oh my gosh. It was a disaster because like there were definitely like some fifth and sixth graders there who really liked it. Yeah. And I thought was like, it was great. Great. This is your type. You know, this is like the age range for Tim Burton. It's kind of like you get them when they're like between 12 and 14. Yeah. And then they're lifers. Yeah. Uh, but there were also some very young children there that were traumatized. And I feel responsible for that. Like, I sat there because I remember, like, there were kids who just started bawling 
Like, like when the thunder started happening. And like people's <laughs> pet kids' pets are dying. Yes. It's like, all about kids' pets dying. It, which oh is like God. that was it. <sighs> Less whimsical than um, what the trailer, I would say, suggested. Yeah. Um, and, like, was... the dog gets hit by a car. And that's how he dies. Like, and this like kid, right this at the main kid's dog. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's right at the beginning. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. It's so sad. Even I thought that. And I'm sitting there, like, oh. and I cry at movies all the time. Like, I cry during paper towel commercials. Mm-hmm. And... That was horrifying for me. <laughs> it was one of those moments where halfway through, I'm like, oh, parents might talk to me about this. Like, well, <laughs> I mean, here we took all the knowledge that we had at the time and made the best decision that we could. Oh and it was a movie theater day. Those were and our we choices. And we posted it a week in advance. That's right. So parents, like, parents had an opportunity. They can That's ask us questions. Right. This is like, what we remind ourselves is I, that Morgan, it's a good story. It's a good story. Oh, and man. it can also be uncomfortable and um, a moment of reflection. Oh, I felt terrible. But it's like you did nothing. Like, that's the thing. You did no, nothing No, we didn't wrong, know. But like, and the children, we all made that choice. Like, <laughs> the children just, um, you know, we didn't know what they're in. I... It was not suitable. It's an onion of like six year olds. (laughs) We'll say it that. They were kindergartners. But the, yeah. So, like, (laughs) as there's like multiple young children starting to like stand up and go to like their group leader and like are crying, it becomes a realization that I'm like, we need to remove these kids. Like, they (laughs) literally cannot be in the theater. And so I volunteer to be the one to go and sit in the hallway because again I was like I am responsible like this was my suggestion that we now all voted on and agreed to go see this movie but it was my suggestion and so I'm gonna take one for the team here so like I've got always like have my backpack of activities Mm -hmm. you know and stuff so I just like dump out my backpack and we're just like playing games and distracting and like the kids were all fine afterwards it was just like give them 10 minutes and everybody was like Back to their normal selves, but it was just yeah. I'm sitting there looking at my group keeps growing. <laughs> like, more and more kids. Another leader will walk out. a kid out. <laughs> it's like, hey, hey we need another staff member out in the hallway because Morgan just hit ratio. So uh <laughs> Oh my God. That's great. But uh, I do remember like one one of the like the fifth graders came up to me afterwards and was just like talking about the movie and like, oh my gosh, I loved that. I thought that was so great. Like who like uh, are there other movies that are like that? And then we started talking about Tim Burton. You got and I was one. like, hey, yes. <laughs> this worked for you. So that also was a core memory that I feel partly responsible for. Yeah. <laughs> like she's always gonna remember what got her into Tim Burton. That's right. So, iconic. It's an go. iconic moment mm-hmm. in the legacy that is our friendship slash workship. Oh my god. But like you said, um, those groups of movies, the stop motion, the animation, mm-hmm. and the music, which is adjacent. I just, oh my God. Frank and Weenie just came in my head and we needed uh. to veer off. And now it's on the podcast yeah. forever. I love you. Thank you for telling like, me that story. Yeah, the music, Danny Elfman. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Outstanding. Yeah, Sleepy Hollow was wow. great. 
it just it was my first time seeing it and paying attention mm-hmm. it was like it had been on like it seen as it seen johnny depp running around and mm-hmm. being ichabod crane and i'd seen christina ricci just like being fabulous in her wig and everything but like i never paid attention because i was like oh sleepy hollow it's you know the mid-2000s and i'm in high school and i'm not gonna pay attention to the movie <laughs> because it's time to elevate my social status uh so just seeing it watching it today and like listening to the music and the bigness of the movie like that's the that's what i miss about movies morgan is movies that are just like made to be seen on the big screen and it's just like the practical effects there's so many Mm -hmm. good practical effects in that movie it just got me really in the mood for spooky season it was such a good one to start on we've been doing other things it's like oh here we go i know it's halloween soon yeah it's like all of a sudden it's october Mm It went by so fast. And it also doesn't feel like October because we just had a string of like mid 80 degree days yeah, all weekend. weird. And I was like, this is not, I wanted some sweater weather. Mm-hmm. And this is not supposed to be October. <laughs> it's like 60% humidity or something like that. Or yeah. point whatever the weather people, you know what I'm talking about. We broke records. Did it you know that? Like- we broke records wow. in Minnesota. Overachievers. I know. So, like, go us. Go state. Go state. Boo, global warming. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> yeah. Abundance. So, spooky yeah. season. Um, unseasonably mm-hmm. weird warm weather. Yep. And, Tim like, Burton movies. Tim Burton movies. Halloween. Ugh. Amazing. So, here's what we got. Um, yes. It also... Another fun fact, which we won't go into today because we'll talk about it more next week, but we also just came off a weekend where we experienced our fourth and final supermoon of 2023. Mm. Wow. Wow. So we had the harvest moon. Uh, It was the night of the 28th slash into the morning of the 29th of September. And so that was our fourth and final supermoon. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was some powerful feelings over the beginning of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was yeah. it? Was I definitely it? took a picture of the moon. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just a thing. Me and her yeah. just have chats now at night. We just speak our secrets to Did each other. Did you notice it was seeming more vibrant? Yes. Yeah, yeah. it was. That it was, was really real. just gleaming, mm-hmm. just vivacious up there mm-hmm. 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 it was mm-hmm. super bright for like a few days before and after so i remember specifically on thursday uh we were at a car dealership and the person we were talking to literally at one point stopped mid-sentence and just said oh my gosh have you guys seen the moon? Look at it. You got to check this out. Because, of course, their whole front is just entirely windows, like dealerships tend to be. Uh, and everyone is, all the salespeople yes. just have their little desks, you know, scattered throughout. And so, yeah, we're just standing in the middle and we turn around and it is gorgeous. Like, it's just so big. They had, like, the perfect clearing uh, by the road where just, like, trees were on Ooh. either side. And then it framed the moon. So it was, I know. And I thought about taking a picture, but I didn't because you know my camera is just she's trying. not well equipped for that. She's trying. For nighttime photography. I thought you were just going to say she's just not well. It's like, yeah, well. <laughs> I mean, all that too. I we're not going to talk about the issues with communication, but um, thank you for telling me about the moon. 
Uh, yeah. Because I can just imagine her just rising on the horizon. Was was the supermoon in Aries? Is that something that I read? Oh, I, I, don't, I don't know. I do not know. And I would like to state that for the record. But Eric and I were walking and I said, oh, I think that the Internet told me that the moon is in Aries. So that makes sense. He was having an especially chaotic day. So, you know, I'm just like, oh, well, it makes sense because the moon. Duh. That, OK, so I'm going to look. The harvest moon is in Aries. <gasps> yep. September 29th. It was rising in Aries. Well, there you go. You are correct. Power. Bum, ba, da, ding, ding. Yeah. So that's interesting. So, uh. Yeah, just like super moon in Aries, just like pretty much magnifying everything. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense for the just energy of the weekend and yeah, the, the end of September and the movement and the chaos and the, yeah. Did he hear just like a constant hum in his head all weekend? <laughs> yeah, just like the vibrations are just so high. Moon, 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 moon. And not to mention all those... Dang retrogrades that have been happening. It's like, yeah, like I'm, I'm kicking and punching and kicking. Yeah, yeah. So you know, but but from the outside, it looks very calm and chill. But that's what my spirit is doing, just like defending from all of the oncoming variables. Oh, chaos, chaos, just chaos this summer, you guys. <laughs> my. Goodness, what a ride it's been! Yeah, it's it's time for spooky season, and I'm so happy that we're yeah sitting sitting and podcasting on this the beginning of October. I'm so ready. Yeah, yeah so we can talk about that more next week mm-hmm. because that next week is now the second Wednesday of the month is typically when we have our astrology episode. Ooh, yeah, you know, and so that's been a thing lately. Yeah, and I need to know more. Yeah. So we'll talk about it more. But today is the first Wednesday of the month, which means it's time for plants. Plants, plants, plants. Plants, plants, plants. Plants, plants, plants. I like how we started an octave like lower. That was nice. We're really, you know, detail oriented, getting professional. Very like autumn-y. Yeah. Mm. Ooh. Just a little deeper. Cozy vibes. Cozy. Cozier. Plants. Mm. Plants, plants, plants. plants. Just more of a um, Regency era point. Now that's a whole other episode. Okay. Yes. So it's a best buds episode and we're going to talk about our plants because we are really into plants here at Aquarius Behavior. We both are plant collectors. We are scientists. Yes. And we're just, I don't know, we're self-taught. We just Definitely. buy plants and then we learn. We buy plants, we slowly kill them, and then we learn, and then we buy more plants, mm-hmm. and we nurture. I would also say that there's an element to our friend group that, like, okay, this person knows a lot about this type of plant, and this person knows a lot about these things, mm-hmm. and, like, I'm learning a lot of outdoor things from Eric this year. So that's mm. what my plant stories are about. Oh my gosh, you're yeah. going to talk about your outdoor plants? Oh, this is appropriate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was just the harvest moon. Let's discuss our harvests. Yeah, it's bounty. 
It is bounty in the backyard. Uh, and I know that I've talked about, we're going to, we're just going to go to some pictures, Morgan. Are you, okay. are you oh, ready? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't look at my phone. Oh, so these are surprises still. Well, great. Uh, open up your phone. Check out our very super secret text string. And I sent you a bunch of pictures. Do not include all of them on the Instagram, but I sent you a nice collection to sift through. Oh, my. I see a gigantium okay. leaf, first and foremost. So go to oh. the dahlias first because... Okay. Yeah. The dolias. Oh, no. well, I don't know. Should we talk about the gigantium first? I understand if you don't want to talk about your gigantium. Uh, no, let's talk about the gigantium first. Okay. Because that's what happened first chronologically. And okay. then I went outside and took pictures of bees. Okay. So this is the okay. therapy that we all need. Okay. Great. Okay. You guys, gigantium update. So my gigantium. Uh, last best, but last time we checked in with the gigantium, we noticed thrips. Thrips were on the gigantium, and then we checked all of the plants in the house, and there were thrips on maybe 70, 80% of the plants on the main level. So that activated like Operation Unthrippening. We set up tables in the garage, we put all of the plants uh, onto the table, started treating them, started cutting off all of the leaves that have thrips. Um, like the egg or the larva in them or on them because the cool part about thrips you guys they lay the eggs inside the leaf and so you can't just sweep off the eggs like you can with spider mites and my camera is not good enough to get like the teeny little bits but you can see how much damage it did to my gigantium leaf and that was the newest one so that means that they had just been living in the new one as it was all curled up just chomping away having a nice time just like a, par a party a delicious like gigantium scented party oh my goodness so uh i had to have a real talk with myself because not only was my gigantium affected it was also my two monsteras and a bunch of other plants and so everyone got a haircut morgan everyone got a haircut and it was art and it was gorgeousness. <laughs> um, I'm actually going to take a moment and find one more set of pictures because I'm pretty sure I took a picture of the trash pile of all of just the just all the sadly all the sad leaves. Yeah. Oh. Okay. While you're doing that, I just want to yeah. let you know I have been googling thrips over here on my phone. Yeah. Let's... Because you're right. We can't. Our camera phones don't get close enough because these are teeny tiny little insects and but if you google thrips they are a little wild looking like literally because they are wild but also just like you know a little alien like i think most insects look mm -hmm. and it's a long slender teeny tiny little bug and they have itty bitty little wings the yeah. teeniest of tiniest little wings. Just little wings. And they basically just like eat through, they chomp through like the outer bit of the plant and then they just suck everything outside, uh, um, inside of it. So they just like suck it all like a little straw, um, little slurpy. They're kind of like plant vampires, if yes. you will. That is a very good, that is, that's so, so then that's why the plants start to die because they're literally sucking everything out of the leaf. So your leaf is there, but they're just sucking everything out, literally sucking the life out of the plant. Just all of it. So then the plant is just going to start to lose its green color. It's just going to start to deflate and like eventually collapses. just die. And it just collapses. And like you said, it's so hard to get rid of them because 
they do lay their eggs inside of the leaves. Yeah. And so if you see larva, oh. it's already too late. That's the problem. Like when you find the thrips... It's just already too late. So I'm not here to yeah. like downer the situation with like, oh, thrip update. But it's like, I am determined to save this plant. I am determined to do it. Mm-hmm. I am mad about it in a righteous way because, you know, it, I neglected it. I broke it in half at the beginning of the year. But Morgan, gall darn it. I am going to save this stupid plant because I love it. And my two monsteras. So mm-hmm. my original Gigantium. I'm coming for it. And then what do we name it? Baby G? <laughs> yes, Baby G. <laughs> baby so G. Baby G actually is looking pretty good. Those leaves are easy to manage because I just chop all the new ones off as they come. And so it's like really forcing some interesting growth. Yeah. You know, we're scientists on this podcast. So yes, we are. that is the Gigantium update. And I am just going to see if I can find eventually note to Samantha, note to editing Samantha. I want to find the picture of just the pile of leaves from the first pass oh, of yes. when I, oh, yes, I did find some more pictures. So I'm going to throw those okay. in there. Oh, Morgan, the abundance. Um, Samantha, I just found out, Wikipedia told me Tell when me. I was looking at the thrips yes, page, what? that thrips also reproduce asexually, which makes them even more dangerous mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they don't need certain other bugs with them. It's like one bug could just cause... Devastation. Re-act- devastation. Mm-hmm. Like, and they have wreak wings. Havoc. Yes. So it's like one could come and lay some eggs and then buzz away to another leaf and lay some more eggs. Yeah. And then it just all starts. And then it begins. Wow. And so you can imagine my. That's heavy, man. My feelings of um, disappointment. I'm just going to send you these pile too because there's just some more. There's just some more pictures and some of the moon. I took some moon pictures, so I threw those in there, too. Oh, great. Uh, But it's been mentally, it's been difficult because you have to figure out how you're going to treat these suckers. And right now, I have a lot of my plants in individual garbage bags. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that has isolated them. And then I can spray directly into them because I have some big events coming up, and I just don't have the capacity to spread out all of my plants and treat them individually like how they should. Mm -hmm. So we're doing just some, okay, I know I'm sacrificing some of this plant because I'm just not going to be able to act on it for another 15 to 20 days, realistically. yeah. And what needs to happen is they all need to be repotted or brought down to water. We're Mm. bringing some philodendrons down to water. I've thought about it. We're going to take it out of the dirt. Then it's going to make it easy. So there's just Mm -hmm, some like mm -hmm. movement that needs to happen that my executive dysfunction is really activated by. Mm -hmm. A lot of steps, a lot of different types of soil that I'm going to have to mix and care about. So Gigantium, I love you and I'm going to save you. And thrips are dumb. So... So dumb. So, so <laughs> dumb. So what I did after that was um, I made a little sitting nook in the corner of my yard because we had an old chair and it's the bottom corner of me wearing the Goonie shirt. Um, I put a little rock right there and a little chair and now it's Mima's sitting corner for when Eric's doing Dahlia stuff. <laughs> And so I specifically oh, uh, had him take a photo shoot of me. I chose I chose the one of me laughing. But yeah, there was a photo shoot involved. It was very funny. I also have been just into like 
um, small rocks and just having them like be mm. artfully sat next to things. So I found a pretty rock and put it next to the stool. So yeah, it's Mima sitting corner. And then the last one is just, you guys, I did a Dahlia photo shoot for you. Oh my gosh, the it's, Dahlias continue to grow. Uh, they're gorgeous. And they're I had beautiful. no idea how much I love them. I'm not going to go on and on about them because turns out I needed to talk about my Gigantium for a minute. But some of my favorite pictures that I took, uh, I was, you know, thinking about life and the circle of it and why thrips are necessary and whatever. And I realized that there were probably... 25 30 bees crawling around on the bee balm next to all of the dahlias and so then i went on a journey and started watching individual bees and remembered that you know my life is so small and what are they up to and wow <laughs> so you know i don't know like specifically the plant energy i'm bringing the gigantium is fine and you guys sometimes it's just fun to watch the bees pollinate uh, I took a like 12 second video. I took I took four like 30 second to 50 second videos. And then I said, oh, Morgan can't use these for Instagram. I need to take a shorter one. <laughs> but it was just cozy. It was just a nice cozy time. So we're not talking about my indoor plants. I will have an indoor plant update for you in November. We're going to see who survived because that's a whole different story. <laughs> so oh good golly I wish all your plants the best I know that I think about your gigantium on a regular basis oh thank you yeah she appreciates that I do and so (laughs) I'm glad to hear that it's still alive we're making efforts yeah she is doing things yeah Mm -hmm. I mean she's still it's still intensive care for sure triage absolutely um Mm -hmm. but this like she's stable and I think that's what's important that's here. Right. Her like, chart looks good. Yeah, that's the message that I'm gathering. And mm-hmm. I really appreciate the update. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, for sharing. being on this journey with me. The year of the Gigantium. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Uh, but check out the Instagram. Morgan's going to pick uh, her favorite Dahlia pictures and some Bumblebee mm-hmm. pictures for just a little slice and nice at the kind of celebrating the end of summer. These were taken a couple Maybe a week or two ago when I was yelling about how all of my best buds uh, homework yes. was done. And I was like, yes, I did it. Oh, because, man, sometimes sometimes nature needs to put me in my place and remember that my problems aren't actually big when I have thrips or break my gigantium <laughs> in half or other plant trials and tribulations. Sure. I can just go look at the bumblebees on the bee balm. Yep. And watch Eric. Um, He's staking the dahlias now because they're getting too heavy. There's too many flowers. Oh, sure. So now they need like they're getting, scaffolding. They're so tall. They're so tall. They got huge. Yeah. I had no idea that they got that no, big. I they're so said cool. that a couple times on this podcast. I had no idea. But Did I'm going to saying it. Flipping dahlias. Who because knew? I'm still just Not very me. surprised by it. Yeah. I don't know. Just really into them this year. I am. I've had so much fun at looking at your photos. I've looked at them a few times. It's just gorgeous. And then I keep zooming into things. All of the bees. How many bees do you think is in that photo? Like, oh my goodness, so many. <laughs> just well, because like when I estimate, when like I estimate, maybe, I'm like, like do you think eighty bees? But then it's like no. Maybe because I tried to get the whole as much of the plant as I could until you couldn't tell like yeah, that there are bees or no see bees. Them. And it's like, yeah, I could probably mm-hmm. see visually like 25 bees just on all of the bee balm. There's two or three bushes there. Yeah. But yeah, on that one plant, maybe 10 of them. There was enough. Yes. Where I was like, Oh, it's a party. That's just a lot of movement happening. 
It was a party. It was a bee party. And it was like there were two that were hanging out with each other and like friends. And so I was making up stories in my head about the nice time that they were having, disassociating from the thrips in the garage. I was just pretending like that world didn't yes. exist. Yes. And we were noticing like a bee's life, but mm-hmm. on. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> So that's for all my plant people out there and all my bee people out there. Oh, my gosh. That's wonderful. Hmm. Well, Samantha, should we take a little stretch break here? Let's do it. Okay, we'll take a stretch break and we'll come back for the conclusion of Best Buds. Hey, Abpod listeners. Hope you're feeling groovy and this episode is bringing a slice of nice to your day. Did you know you could follow AquariusBehavior.pod on Instagram? to see weekly episode updates and behind-the-scenes podcast pictures. Yeah, it's true. You can also email the show at AquariusBehavior.pod at gmail.com to share your friendship stories or suggest a segment. Stay hydrated, buddies. Now on with the show. ASMR today, uh... (laughs) These fake nails are (laughs) so good. Click, 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 click. I love that. <laughs> this is like personal ASMR time just for you. Like, you could break into that market. Yeah, look at that. Okay, I'm ready to podcast. Are you ready to podcast? And we're back. Mm. Hope everybody enjoyed their stretch break. <laughs> I sure did. <laughs> Gathering all my photos for my part of this. <laughs> Just really quick before the tests start, you have to run to the bathroom and gather all your notes and then <laughs> get back and, okay, now we're ready. <laughs> now we're ready. <laughs> so I'm also going to talk about my garden because that has been my summer theme. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, for those of you who have been tuning in, I experimented with vegetables this summer, and this is the episode that will conclude the 2023 vegetable journey, okay? Uh, so there's a couple things that happen. Yeah, I'm excited <laughs> to learn the stats. Tell me the stats, Morgan. Okay, so my <laughs> tomato plant died. I was there only one. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. One attempt. Only one survived. Mm-hmm. I think I tried four. Okay. I yes, I planted four. Like started four from seeds. Right. One survived, and it was growing tiny little green tomatoes, and it was looking great. And Aww. it got to a point where I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I have to start you know, staking this, I have to give it something to vine up. And so then I was looking at ideas on Pinterest and finding YouTube videos of people who did things with their garden. And then I was looking at TikTok. And then I just spent a lot of time researching and not uh, the time making decisions and doing these actions so over time this tomato plant dried up it's it's been a very dry summer it's been a very dry summer and it was planted in a terracotta pot so extra aeration and breathability yeah Mm -hmm. and then it would get extra dry and so it just with the time that i watered everything else in my garden 
that did not keep up. <laughs> so what I learned from this year is that I'm not going to plant is is to not plant a tomato in terracotta. And so next year I will put it either in the ground in a raised bed or in a plastic pot so it can retain more moisture because it needs more water. That's a good takeaway from this season. Mm -hmm. And I also will stake it and give it something to vine on because that's crucial for the tomato plant. And so I really, what I did is I, because <laughs> I didn't want to build something uh -huh. and then I kept getting distracted by other things. You're so resourceful, Morgan. So yes. I just pushed it up against the fence. <laughs> my wood fence and um and actually no technically it's it was fine. technically it was pushed in front of my vertical garden like my vertical pallet oh, yeah, garden yeah, 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 which is pushed garden. against my fence and so i did that and just put it very close to the pallet garden and thought <laughs> well if it really tries if it wants to it could climb up this wood <laughs> clearly it, it did not really do that. wants to so I finally trashed it uh, this weekend because it was just a shriveled up, just fibrous little string. And I was like, this is no longer even a plant. Yeah, you had to let it go. Yeah. Yeah. So I found that out. Mm -hmm. um, other Discoveries. things. <clears throat> other things that happened. So uh, basil, right? I planted some basil. Mm -hmm. I never harvested my basil. Oh. Because I, I, I kept, I'd go out there and I'd think every time, hey, when I get inside later tonight, I should really look up a video or something about how and when to harvest basil. Where to cut. And where to cut yeah. and like how yeah. often I can do it and like how big the leaves should be or whatever. All that stuff. I was just curious. And I just somehow never got around to that part. <laughs> yeah. And I would keep remembering every time I'd go out there and look at my basil. So uh, after a while, about midway through the summer, I noticed uh, long stalks growing out of my basil. And then, and then there were flowers. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> I thought, wow, I'm taking such good care of this plant mm -hmm. that it is flowering. Yep. And then I wondered, well, what does that mean? Because basil doesn't grow fruit. <laughs> <laughs> and then I thought, does it though? Like, maybe it does it. Everyone else knows this. Basil berries. Did it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe uh -huh. I just didn't know this. So then I Googled it, of course, and turns out what I learned is that you don't want your basil to flower. Oh, why not? That's bad. Mm. That's bad. <clears throat> so <laughs> you prevent flowering by harvesting basil on a regular basis, okay? And so So it's you... actually something that you should regularly be doing yeah, throughout the season. Exactly. There's not a right time to do it. It's no. just as soon as the basil starts happening. Yeah, there's just a point where you look at the leaves <laughs> and you're like, "Wow, this is a big leaf and now I can see little sprouts starting to grow at nodes around that leaf. Okay, it's time to harvest this one." <sighs> that makes sense. It sure does, Samantha. It sure does. Major. And so when you don't harvest basil and you're not trimming it throughout its life, 
it's going to just start to grow upward and grow flowers. And once that happens, it turns the basil bitter. Really? And so, and, and, and unfortunately, like once those flowers grow, it has already tainted the taste. Mm. And so you can cut the flowers off, but your basil leaves will be bitter. And it's now just a bitter plant because it's already flowered, and so it's, you've already yeah. you've already ruined your basil. Yeah, if you wanted it to be basil and not a pollinator, correct for the native. Yeah. Bugs. Yes, and so uh, I never harvested basil this year mm-hmm. because once I found that, I was like, well, there's just then there's no point. I don't want this like super bitter basil. What's the point of that? I don't. Uh, anyways, well, that's so, a good takeaway too. Is hey. Is it? Like, yes. Can we do things with bitter basil? Are there specific recipes? More like it's a good takeaway to know. not make it bitter and then we will have pesto summer next year. <gasps> yes. Ooh. So that's my hope because turns out basil grew. Things I learned this year is oh. that basil grows well in my backyard. Oh. So it gets great sun. Mm-hmm. It grows really well. Turns out I learned that this vertical garden situation in the palette is genius. Because was the basil at the wow. top or in the middle? It was at the top. Okay, yes. yeah, it was at the top. Yep, mm-hmm. it was at the top. And so, uh, yeah, that palette vertical garden actually worked. It did so well. That's awesome. Yeah, so I'm going to do that again. And then... Uh, to your point, this year I gave the basil to the bees. Yeah, it was the and sacrifice for the first year. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was like, well, I'm not going to harvest it. But I just then I kept watering it and I just let let it continue to grow. And so it's magnificent now. I, <laughs> I, I lo- was looking on my phone and realized I didn't have a really recent picture of it. So okay. I'll take one tomorrow. Okay, great. And make sure to include it. But we'll get a freshie of the yes. magnificent basil. It is. It's just doesn't have basil berries, but now it no. is for the bees. Yeah, it was basil for the bees this year. <laughs> uh, no berries. So for no next berries. year, um, staking the tomato plant. Yes. Um, and, I, and in a tomato plant in a uh, rubber or plastic. Yeah. Container. A less porous container. Yes. Okay. And then Not basil, terracotta. don't let it flower. No flowers. Uh, palette garden. Mm-hmm. Yes. More basil. More basil and more palette garden. Mm-hmm. Probably. Yes. Yeah. Probably, yeah. It's yes. just, it gets such a good sun on that fence too. It did. And mm-hmm. it was fun. I need to know how the carrots in the plastic bin turned out. Yes. So that's <laughs> my last <laughs> harvest update for you. <laughs> harvest. It's a harvest update. Okay, so here's what happened. Um, (laughs) Carrots. So I, let's see, I planted carrot seeds. I grew everything from seeds this year because I was like, why not? Why not? not? Uh What have I got to lose? Uh, And so I, let's see, I did a whole, a full like palette of these. So I had... Four containers of 12. So I had that many. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and which is a lot. In about <laughs> what? Maybe three square feet, four square yes. feet of. Okay. And so mm-hmm. like I had so over spacing. 40 of these. Spacing was maybe an issue. Yeah, for sure. They were all squished together. So I had like maybe about 40 of these. And I harvested. <laughs> 
I harvested three. <gasps> Congratulations. <laughs> I don't. Okay, I don't feel like a congratulations is an order. Tried. I feel like you're mocking me. No, a okay, bit. here's the thing. No, here's the thing. Because I loved the carrot bucket. I saw uh, the carrot bucket at the beginning of the season and I said yep. it's like the little engine that could. Like this is Morgan is really testing nature. She's seeing what the limits of nature are, and I respect that. Mm. And I think you are a scientist, Morgan. First and foremost, like, yes, oh you God. are a gardener. Hobbit, but you are a scientist uh, and you're going to check it out and see, you know, this is the resources you have. What if, yeah. Morgan, what if tote carrots would have been a triumph? What if we would have, <laughs> and you know, we never would know if you didn't try. And so I want you to know I am not here to shame you for your planting choices because I love the natural beauty and curiosity that comes with just nature science and that's what you were doing and i got to watch this year and that was wonderful it was hysterical it was beautiful (laughs) and i love every every attempt you make is just like well you know what i don't know what's gonna happen the greenhouse who knew it was gonna happen but it was fun to watch and now plotting and planning for next year because that's the thing i see you taking all of the things you've learned this year and you're like, yeah, this next year, next year, oh, this yeah. is the plan. We will continue. Yeah. yeah. So like, yeah, here's the things that we're taking away from the learning and the science oh, of yeah. the summer. Yeah. So let me tell you the tale of the carrots. Okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. It's a good one. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to sit okay? back. I'm going to sit a back for this one. one. <laughs> so uh, to recap, as you mentioned, I used a bucket, like a one of those like, storage tub like a rubbermaid tub like a rubbermaid yes, tub yes. and i used one of those because i was like hey if we can have vertical gardens you know i was like what if i just like it's a carrot it needs like length and so i kind of was looking at my totes and i'm like hey it's got like that's over like a foot and that would be enough and so i thought why not let's try it so i did drill holes in it so it could drain i drilled holes on the bottom and I drilled a bunch of holes on every single side. You made a giant square pot yeah, with drainage. Yeah, I did. Exactly. Like, right? And so I did that. Yeah. And I was like... No problem so far. Great. Yes. And so uh, my carrots, like I said, three of them, I think there were four, like little stalks that were poking out. Yeah, that And so up. I am... Uh, let's see. This was a month ago, maybe a month and a half ago that I harvested because we got to the point where I'm starting to think about when I planted these seeds and when this all began, which was around March. And so then I'm looking and the Internet is telling me that we are now at the point and it has been enough weeks where we're ready to harvest. (laughs) I'm thinking, I don't think we are. <laughs> like, are you sure? I don't know about that. And so, okay. So Amazing. I straight up, dude, I straight up had a carrot nightmare. Okay. <laughs> like in your dreams, carrot nightmare? Yes. Okay. Not just like physically in the real mm-hmm. world. It was a nightmare. It was mm-hmm. <laughs> while I was sleeping, my subconscious was terrified that I would ruin the carrot harvest. 
the bounty. So I woke up like a month and a half ago <laughs> out of this dream that I was looking at my carrots and I accidentally pulled one out before it was ready and it was just this tiny little nub and then I panicked and thought oh my god I ruined my carrot what if I just like gently stick it back in there and so I gently like dug a little hole and very carefully pressed it back in and covered it like like no one felt that walk away slowly from the carrots <laughs> don't breathe <laughs> and i was sweating oh my god it was awful and so and by awful i mean also hilarious because yes. i was like this is what i have this to worry about like mm-hmm. this is the thing that's giving me nightmares is just my carrot harvest in my suburban backyard in your bin great um oh man so so then that week i did decide to actually harvest my carrots because i was looking online i checked the seed package again double check so i'm like okay and also so i don't know exactly what the green part of the carrot is called i keep calling it a stalk but i don't it's like the leafy part that's wispy yeah the part that grows that you pull it's up it's the carrot lettuce it's yeah like the lettucey part mm-hmm. and so it's <laughs> yes that part of course also as i'm looking in my bin like those green parts have gotten longer like they're all almost foot long like they're Ooh. 10 to maybe 12 inches okay so we're so not talking also telling just, me yeah yeah like big. those weren't small nice yeah okay. so like that's telling me also that like okay these are like real carrots they've reached maturity <laughs> They're like real carrots. Yeah, like they're like real carrots. <laughs> and so I did harvest them. Uh-huh. <laughs> I regret to inform everyone that I do not have photographic evidence of these carrots. Oh. Because I harvested the week that my phone was broken. Oh, no. <laughs> no. And once I pulled I'm them. Sorry, that was loud. I immediately knew that I made a mistake. And I was like, this is like the comedic high of my week and no one will ever see this and and that so i've been thinking about it since then like i have to think about how i'm gonna share this and like yeah. describe these carrots because i don't have pictures for you all right give us yeah walk <sighs> us through the moment morgan of you oh my looking at your tote and pulling these so they came out easily because they were so small <laughs> okay. and scrawny i think is the best word to describe these carrots scrawny. <laughs> scrawny scrawny vegetables <laughs> so the longest one was about this okay so you got about big. maybe three and a half so to it's about three the, and like, a half? the size the the height of our microphones yeah so yeah i would say probably about like three you're growing carrot sticks three it's and a half the size inches. of a carrot stick of a grocery uh-huh. store bought carrot stick yeah and so oh. it was about that long oh however uh-huh. however about half of that <laughs> was just the long stringy end of the root oh and like so the, the thick central like center mm-hmm. root that goes down okay mm-hmm. yep yep mm-hmm. yep because the entire carrot is the root it's a root vegetable right we've talked about root vegetables before on this podcast and that means that the vegetable is the root. You eat the root. You eat the root. The root is the vegetable. So the the whole, vegetable is the root. <laughs> the whole carrot 
weird as the root. But what I'm talking about is that sometimes when you get really fresh carrots, right, and it's going to have just a little stringy end, it almost looks like there's little hairs because it's all the tiny little bits of the root at the very end. And usually that part is like covered in dirt, too, because it's the part that's way deep in there, Mm -hmm. deep in the earth. So about half of that was that bit of the carrot, which I'm like, that's not the bit that anyone wants to eat. (laughs) No one wants to eat you, root. (laughs) (laughs) That's root if I've ever seen it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) How many root jokes can we make now? (laughs) Plant comedy. That's niche. That's niche right there. Uh, so, so that was, like I said, the biggest carrot. And then, um, there was one that did turn out like my nightmare literally came true because it Uh was like a little nubbin and then also had a long stringy end to its root. So when we're talking about carrot, Mm. did it look like a miniaturized version of a normal carrot or was it a different level it of It was more like it was weird. Just, it was just like the round bit. And so it just was like the top, short and like stubby. a disc. Um more like a little ball. <laughs> like like if you have like a baby carrot, you know, where oh. they're more ovally and oblong and then you just, you know, cut the tip off. It was like it was the tip. <laughs> it was like the tip of the carrot and then the little squiggly coming out. Oh. Okay. So I mm-hmm. left them. I did take them into the house. Yes. I took them into the house. Took your bounty inside. I, I put them on the counter and then I let them sit there because I wasn't sure what to do with them. I considered if I could eat them, if it would be worth it. Uh, I didn't know if they would be safe. I just was really questioning myself I was bin carrots I was questioning my carrots I was questioning (laughs) myself like um and so in about three days they had shriveled up (laughs) and so so I waited too long and my choice was taken from me Uh and Mm -hmm. fate made that choice yeah that I was not going to eat these carrots. The natural order of things <laughs> progressed. Yeah. They had shriveled. Uh, the green had wilted. Mm. And I threw them away. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> there was a lot of learning here. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to try carrots again. Yeah. I'm going to do Absolutely it. Absolutely. You I, should. I'm also going to do a little bit more research about what I could do to care for them better. What? Okay, Morgan, instead of Mm -hmm. putting a bunch of them in a plastic tote Mm -hmm. and then drilling holes on the outside, what could you modify in that apparatus to assist the carrots better for next year? Right. These are good things to research. Yeah. Like, do they want some plant food? Yeah. Uh, Do they need more light? (laughs) Because I also had them in the back. I had them also on like not level mm-hmm. uh, ground, and so they did tilt a little. And I noticed that yeah. that the water slid <laughs> down <laughs> to one side, which is also problematic. Not, yeah, it's it's not the best. So it's not the best. Are you committed to the bin method though for next year with the carrots? I am curious. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, I. <laughs> But can she make it work? I'm not. Uh, yes, I'm not. Um, yeah, 
I'm not like that's not the most disturbing part to me. It's not crazy, it's, but it's endearing. <laughs> I want to try it. I'm not totally sold that it won't work. No, I agree with you. It's not that it won't work, but maybe it because won't. this year, Morgan, it was successful. It wasn't a total failure. No, it wasn't a failure overall. Overall, so uh, <laughs> isn't that what life's all about, man? <laughs> So I will say, though, I don't think I'll put all of my carrots in one bucket, so to speak. That's <laughs> a nice metaphor for life. I'm sorry. I cannot wait. That's the thing. I mean, we'll be right here <clears throat> talking about it. I cannot wait to see what summer 2024 has in store for carrots. Yeah. And the, the reason ultimately that I did this was because there wasn't any space in my yard you I don't absolutely. have I don't have you know a space devoted to vegetables mm -hmm. and so this was my thought process was like I'm gonna try buckets this year and just see how that works because there are people doing it and there are people who live in apartments or people yeah. who have like little balcony gardens yeah you're so being gonna, resourceful and thoughtful yeah. and you're not trying to terrorize the carrots. It's like, but can you live in this environment that I provide for you? It's yes. how we, it's the house plant Olympics yes. inside. It can is. Can you survive? We'll find out. Yeah. It's like the Hunger Games with mm -hmm. plants. <laughs> Just may the odds be ever in your favor. <laughs> and uh, we we learned a lot. It was a summer of learning. Yeah. Uh, sage, I also learned, grows really well in my backyard. Mm. So I'm going to do more sage. That's nice. And and I did a bunch of my wildflowers, which are beautiful. Oh. I'll put a picture of them as well because that absolutely took over. And I was thrilled by the outcome. Your sad garden absolutely corner thrilled. that just had a random tree stump and sadness. And now it is a gorgeous wildflower garden. It's beautiful. Yeah, they weren't weeds, Morgan. You were no. you were maybe concerned that are they punking you and are they just weeds? Yeah. Because they all just look like weeds and there's no flowers. And it's like July. What's happening? No. Mm -hmm. Gorgeous. Yes. And I'm excited to see what that comes back looking like next year. Yeah. Because all those flowers are self-seeders. So they're just going to kind of keep growing yeah and, and spreading a little bit mm. which i'm excited about i'm just gonna be popping <sighs> they poppin are over there yeah they are gonna be popping i love it so the last thing that i want to share is i also had some encounters with nature and plants is it time for me to go to the phone yeah it's you can go to the phone all right now. let's go to the phone ladies and gents uh so this first one is the tenants i took a photo of the tenants that are currently renting the bee house in my backyard oh wow yes. and how's it going are they gonna okay retain their damage deposit it's fine yeah i think that they will and so like um the thing that happened right is that wasps moved into the bee house oh no yes and so this was something that i was disappointed to discover one day oh, yeah, uh, those are wasps. several weeks ago. Mm. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I just thought, well, that really bums me out. Mm. And so I did a little bit of research on wasps and technically they are eating bugs. So they are contributing. They're pulling their weight in the ecosystem. 
that exists in my backyard, okay? They're fans of aphids, so they are eating small insects that could be harmful to my plants. Mm-hmm. All well and fine. Live okay? and live. Okay. I know wasps to be menaces, mm-hmm. uh, and that may be a little bit prejudice of me. And so I wanted to be open-minded when they moved in. Mm-hmm. And... It's been okay so far. Okay. There haven't been any issues with them stinging. They're not aggressive. I've gotten close enough to them to take pictures and like also videos. And uh, I've never had a problem. Wow. I even like redesigned and dug up my garden in front of them to like plant more nice flowers for pollinators. Mm -hmm. Nobody bothered me. It hasn't been an issue. Nobody's created a ground nest in the yard, which was what I was very concerned about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and no one in our family, in our household, has been stung. Well, so nature. I love that. Yeah. So that's just what I have to say this year. Cool. So that could change. But as it stands now, they have been polite. <laughs> they have been respectful. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think they've really been pulling their weight because oh, the good. plants are looking good. And yeah, the the aphids too, like those pesty pests that are outdoor, they we can just it. like, ugh, they can really take them down. So, you know, that's mm-hmm. mm, interesting. Yeah, there's a place for wasps. <laughs> <laughs> we also have a lot of spiders. I am uh-huh. one that I go for a natural aesthetic at mm-hmm. my home. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so... Uh, as you know and have seen, I just allow the spiders to do their thing and, you know, make their homes wherever they so choose. And we have a hospitable yard. So I'm like, of course you want to crash here. <laughs> Everyone's just hanging out. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, and so I just think that, too, where I'm like, well, you can also be nom noms. Delicious nom noms. For, again, it's an ecosystem. Mm -hmm. And I'd love to attract bats. Like, my goal is to get a bat house next summer. Oh, yeah. Um, So, again, there's another, like, little snack. A little snickety snack for the bats. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. So, we're just just building and working on this, like, new ecosystem in our backyard. Mm, That's cozy. Of just a little bit. Yeah, it's cozy. All the wildlife can be there. We've got vegetables growing. We've got plants. We have, like, pollinators and uh, it's just like another step forward. And that was a good movement this summer mm. to get to know the wasps. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Unexpected. Unexpected mm-hmm. acquaintances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're not your friends. But I they're allowed. So. We're working together. Yeah. <laughs> it's a professional it's relationship. A <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> it's contractual. We all need something from each other. And <laughs> correct. There's a clause for that. There is, there is. Okay, tell me what's happening in, oh no, this next picture. Uh, Okay, so. I see decimation. (laughs) Oh no. Okay, so this next picture uh, was a fun day that I had maybe two weeks ago Uh because I had some outdoor pots that did well and survived the summer even though it was really hot. I tried some potted plants last year and they all died very quickly. And then I didn't clean out a lot of the pots. <laughs> and so then <laughs> around my yard, it looked like Morticia Adams' yard. And uh, I see that energy, yes. Yeah, it was just dead plants everywhere, <sighs> reminding me of my shame all summer. <laughs> and so this year, though, mm-hmm. I managed to keep 
these pots alive and they did so well. Like I had sedum in some of them. Uh, there was just kind of like this beautiful uh, creeping clover like yeah. uh, plant that had little white flowers in it. <clears throat> Uh, there's some sun patients in here. So this was an evening where I was redesigning pots a little bit because some things did not survive. And then that also just told me like, oh, wow, these are more hardy plants that were able to make it through this really hot summer with my watering schedule. And these other ones were a little bit more thirsty or sensitive. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. It's just not for me now. And we know that. Uh, so this was kind of me just having a fun day. I unpotted everything, wow. replaced things. I added a few things. Uh, some of our local greenhouses were starting to have like end of the year sales. And so mm -hmm. all of their annuals have been going on sale, even some perennials, which was very exciting. And so I also just picked up a few new things, uh, some plants that were uh, autumn bloomers, because I realized that about my garden where I was like, oh, I have a lot of like spring and summer bloomers. And so I I get all the fragrance and the pretty colors, you know, and then by June it's gone mm -hmm. and we're done. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to move in a couple plants and let them establish and then have the winter to really just marinate and mm. soak up yeah, get all that nutrients. Yeah, get cozy on in there. So that's what a lot of these plants are in the upper right corner okay of the the picture here i thought that this was a picture of um a tragedy i thought that i was looking at a crime scene at first so thank you for explaining that this was actually just a um, movement like oh, and no. success with all of these yeah it just looked like there was just some sadness happening yeah, in the it middle just looks there like, you're right like, oh, oh no. no it does it just That's looks like, like carnage oh no oh yeah and and so so part of it too is like i transported like some of the loose plants in just trash bags yeah, and then I sense. also like had trash bags open to just put some of these plants on as I worked with them and then of course everything just got dirty because then I was like I can't contain it and who cares I'll just wash off the slab anyway <laughs> when I'm done so that happened uh so then we're gonna skip the next two photos because that's my last thing that I just want to share quickly um and go down to the last photo in that bunch. So this is one of my pots. Oh wow. That lasted through the summer. Wow. Oh my goodness. <gasps> oh my gosh. There's so many different types of plants in this one. So it's a standing pot. And then it has, okay, so I don't know flowers, but I'm going to say maybe those are petunias. I or, don't know all of um, them either. And there's some purple and green plants in the back that are tall. They have like purple flowers. And then, oh, I know that that's sedum in the front. That's mm -hmm, some uh, mm -hmm, creeping mm -hmm. sedum down there dangling. And then oh, those sure. white pretty flowers that I don't know the name of, but I want to call them baby's breath type yeah, thing, either. but they're like ground cover. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, and then pretty pink flowers. Morgan, did you make put this together i did this, arrange that yes like at the beginning of the season or is yes this <gasps> so some of this is from the, oh. like was planted in this pot uh at the beginning of summer probably around like in may or june uh -huh. and then some of these like the tall things in the back those were all plants that i had just transplanted into this pot at the end of the year mm. 
to just like fill it in. Yeah. So oh, those were some of my trash bag flowers that I just like uprooted and then trash bag flowers. Was like, oh, I'm just gonna put these now in the back of the pot so it looks nicer. Yeah. And so so that's an example of one of the things that came out of that last picture with just carnage on the slab. Wow, gorgeous. So I had fun. And this yeah. was again just summer of learning here. Learning summer of what, science. Summer of science. Like and just uh yeah, experimenting a little more with what kind of uh annuals do well in my yard with my kind of sun uh which ones can survive a drought because this happened to be a super dry summer and uh turns out all of these plants do well so that's awesome (laughs) these are the ones it's why fight nature like that's one thing as just a plant person in general i used to want to like achieve the cultivation of like rare plants and whatever but Mm -hmm, especially with mm -hmm. outdoor stuff it's just like don't fight nature just like what's going to survive what can you plant more of that's just going to have a great time in your Mm -hmm. yard and just give you love because you don't want to battle a plant all year or Mm -hmm. have to pay special attention to I don't know just it's just all looking so gorgeous yeah that is definitely the kind of planter I am because (gasps) there you know there are people like I think of your fiance and his dahlias and they're they're high maintenance but he like wants that and he also just does such he does such a good job of doing the research and the follow through like that is not my kind of yard i i want the easy plants i want the plants that are going to be native to my area and like actually want to interact with their surroundings mm-hmm. and be comfortable in the surroundings because oh, i just know yeah I can't. I well, you'll be out there every day. Well, and you'll be taking care of your carrots. So yeah, and I, my carrots need special attention. <laughs> that <laughs> is like... the plant that will be getting special <laughs> attention this next year. There's no time for finicky plants outside because your vegetables, no. Morgan, your bin vegetables. I need to focus on my bin vegetables. <laughs> yes. And so, uh, so oh. this this next picture that yeah. I have for you, gorgeous. Right? So this is the outcome of my new side garden. So you can see my bee house there. Um, I've just hung an old window for fun, for aesthetic. I can tell that's way fun. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. And then so then all of these things in my garden. So what I did is the peony is in the middle of the window. And then what I wanted to do was create a uh, semi-symmetrical a garden view, right? And so sometimes you'll see that there are actually the same plant uh, that are on either side. Sometimes it's a plant that is the same height or it's relatively the same size or maybe it's the same color. That's nice to the eyes to look at. Yeah, and I just like tried to mix them a little bit more Mm -hmm. between, you know, here are going to be my late bloomers versus here are the early bloomers. So there's also a little bit of symmetry going on there as well. Um, And just throughout the garden too, they're placed all throughout the garden. So there's not going to be just one area right in the spring where it's like, oh, great. It's just that left corner over there (laughs) that has a bloom. That's all that's happening. Right. So I tried to be thoughtful too about where all of the plants were and what the garden would look like throughout the different seasons. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking forward to seeing how everything pops up again 
in the spring and watching it grow all next year because everything will be a little bigger. And then I'm hoping to just attract more bees. Yeah. Ooh. And, and the <laughs> ecosystem, Morgan, it's about the ecosystem. <laughs> it continues to grow. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I love the the mm. transitioning and pops of color throughout the seasons because that's something that I, as mm-hmm. a non-outdoor gardener, don't think about is when are things actually flowering and how can you plant things and time them so that you have mm-hmm. evenly dispersed pops of color or things happening throughout the season. Totally. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Totally. I think also, you know, watched a lot of Rosemary and Thyme. Mm-hmm this year and mm-hmm. so that's all rubbing off on me now oh, such a good show just itching to design my garden mm-hmm. mm-hmm. i'm itching well those are my plant stories and things that i needed to share uh as we close out today i have two adorable photos of my pets <laughs> i've shared pictures of remus before amongst Bonus plants photos. uh but there is a photo of Jojo, one of my cats, curled up on uh, fake eucalyptus oh, vines. Precious. <laughs> she is having such a good nap. Oh, she my gosh. She looks so she cozy. Her little paws are all tucked up under her chin. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just laid those out one afternoon because I actually hung them in my home. But I had set them down on her favorite footstool and so like this is her ottoman that she likes to sit on sometimes she sits underneath it and so it was on her ottoman and she just decided she was gonna cuddle on everything she saw it as an offering it was yeah i think she did she's like oh good it's for me oh my. Thank you. <laughs> um and then my next picture oh <laughs> is mini so <laughs> oh precious precious yes girl. uh sitting in a box on our dining room table. And the story about this is this actually was a box that came to me because I had a delicate package that came in the mail Mm -hmm. and she started sitting in it. And so now uh, this box and the stuffing remain in our home (laughs) because she loved it so much and kept going up there and falling asleep. And it was the cutest thing ever. So I cut off the side flaps Uh and I just stuck the box underneath the table and so now it's kind of like her own little fort and she's the only one who goes in there and she sleeps there every single day oh my so I just I don't have the heart to throw it out and I'm just gonna keep it there okay you can't Morgan I might like paint the cardboard box though or make it something that looks cute cute. yeah make it cute I might make it cute I might make it cute (laughs) oh man it's when when an animal claims something and they're just like so if I lay on this enough and roll around on it enough, maybe it'll stay here longer. It's mine. Yeah, it's, it's mine. mine. You saw it this morning. Um, there's currently a flattened Amazon box on my kitchen floor that Maddie has claimed for yes. she slept on it for about three hours today. And it's like, oh no, that can't stay here. That's not cute enough. That's not we can't just cut the flaps off of that and make it cute. No, it's that's not the gotta aesthetic. go. No. No. <laughs> that's trash. <laughs> that's trash. That's garbage. Amazing. Oh, so precious, I thought precious cat. I just like had to to mention them because they oh, both had like so cozy they both she had like so a plant cozy. moment <gasps> this week well yeah and can we talk about how gorgeous your philodendron like rod what would you call that like your rack oh, of philodendron you. on your wall it just is such a happy yeah. sunny spot that is so because when you walk in the door you can see this wall and it i just 
I just think it's so beautiful. Like what's five or six pots that you have a bunch of different types of philodendron and plants in? Yeah, there's there's three of them because the two on the ends are are long. Oh, like they're oval trough. Shaped. Yes, more, it's more okay. of like a trough. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. and then there's one small one in the middle. Okay, yep, you're mm-hmm. right. You're right, yes. Morgan. And they're philodendron, <laughs> and then there's two dracaenas in there. And that um, that has gone surprisingly well. Yeah, it's it's like uh, that was an experiment I tried and it's turned out well. And I've had to trim those philodendrons twice now uh, because they get so long and then they're just like dripping on the table and we can't eat on it or like people are bumping it or the cats can now reach it. So I keep trimming them and they're growing back and they're so healthy. But maybe we'll talk about that another best just, buds. Minnie just <laughs> Minnie just looks so thrilled with herself, oh. like just so perfectly happy to exist there for the rest of her days. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought she looked regal. What a cutie for mm. real. Well, Sam, we had a lot of plants to talk about today. It's been, oh boy, it's been it's a, been a month. minute. <laughs> like wow, wow, wow. I've been saving things, man. Oh. Yeah. Talking about plants only once a month, saving our stories. It's a uh, very exciting. This used to be a yeah. bi-weekly conversation for us. And now it's yes. like, oh, I have stories for you. Mm-hmm. Mm. I save them too. So, wow. It was great to catch up about our plants. Uh, we got to wrap this up though. Yeah. We got to get out of we, here. I could keep talking about plants all night, mm-hmm. but we got to wrap it up. We'll do it next month. I promise. Yeah. So uh, tune in next week. We're going to be talking about astrology What's happening in the sky? Why is the moon bullying us? Uh, Come find out. We're excited. Until then, though, enjoy your week. Love and abundance. Bye.